Fields Talk 1041 and a good Tuesday morning, everyone. Santa's Angels underway has been for a bit now, but this is the point where it really starts working to encourage you to help us get these kids that are in the foster care system gifts that they otherwise would most likely not be receiving. Some of these kids never in their lives given a, a Christmas gift by somebody that specifically was thinking of them. And, and that's how Santa's Angels works. It's not a random giving of gifts, but instead we work with Great Circle and, and they, they reach out to the kids and they ask them, you know, if somebody ever asks you, uh, what you wanted for Christmas, what would you say? And, and for a lot of these kids, that's the first time they've ever even been asked that question. Some of them are, are in their teens, and they've gone their whole life never being asked that question. And so that's why we, we put in the extra effort instead of just asking for random donations to uh, have those kids make a list. Those lists are on the paper Christmas ornaments on a number of trees with their name and their age. And we ask that you, uh, quote, adopt one of those those kids so that they can, uh, of course, have gifts to actually open on Christmas. Uh, but at the same time, know that it was somebody that in the first time in their lives picked them, chose them, and and went out and thinking of them during the holiday season, bought them a gift. Now, they are asked, of course, what their wish list is. This doesn't mean that when you adopt one or more of the kids that you've got to get every item on that list. It's just a list that they were asked uh, to make. And then uh, instructions are on the ornament, bring the items here, unwrap to the station, and Great Circle will come pick those up. So you, we do have the, the locations at ksgf.com, but I will tell you uh, the A1 Custom Car Care location on Sunset, Crown Power and Equipment, uh, Green County Freight and Food Sales, and Anchor Tactical. And if you aren't sure of the hours and the exact location of uh, those locations... The address, I should say. You can, again, get that at ksgf.com. We do ask that you help out. We, we manage to get it done every year. And uh, the last couple of years, with the combination of, well, economy largely, uh, it's uh, it's an extra challenge. But we've managed to pull through, and we want to pull through for the kids again this year. We got our first present back Oh, yesterday. we did? Oh, yes. hey. I haven't went back there today to see if there's any others that have made it their way back to the station, but we did get our first one. I didn't even one. see it. Yeah, and it came from the A1 Custom Car Care location. All right. Yes, thank you. And as always, I also ask, although there is a deadline, and I know we're very busy, there's a deadline you will find on the ornament, uh, not to wait if you can. Not to wait until that deadline because Sarah gets very panicked. Yes, so now I have 80 kids to keep track of yeah. now instead of 81. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so One down, 80 to go. There, there is a piece in Breitbart exclusive conservatives warn of doomsday scenario if McCarthy fails in the speaker race. There are a tremendous number of stories that have been out there, both spoken and written word regarding the selection of Speaker of the House. And, and there are oftentimes little interesting tidbits that are thrown into these stories. For example, the fact that the Speaker doesn't have to even be an elected member of Congress. But what often gets left out is, well, so what happens? What, what happens if McCarthy fails to get enough votes? What, what, what's the next step? What, what exactly does this mean? And to me, it's... It's a it's a glaring question that gets left out of 
virtually every single one of the news stories. This Breitbart piece is looking specifically at that and, and what could potentially occur. Um, and, and I want to share it with you, one, so you do know how that is expected to play out, how it would play out or could play out uh, according to the rules of the House, but also how it's once again, uh, to me, a a message to the activists, to the voters that want change, that you are the ones who need to sit down and shut up because if you don't, then Democrats are going to be in charge. And it's always the conservatives or the more constitutionally-minded individuals, the the non-elite voters and members of Congress that are told you have to compromise, you have to do what we say, not the other way around, which I argue is part of the reason that we, there's a, a complete lack of enthusiasm about the Republican Party, which we saw reflected in the midterm elections. Um, so also, uh, <laughs> I, it, MSNBC has Al Sharpton. Of course, he's a paid uh, uh host on that show. I believe that he still has a show on the weekends. And and he gets brought on Scarborough to talk as an expert in anti-Semitism. There are not, I don't know, I'm trying to think here because you get, you get a bit of a balance. It, it, well, if there's anyone that is as high profile as Al Sharpton that has been as anti-Semitic as Al Sharpton, up to and including inciting riots that resulted in the murder of Jews. And MSNBC brings him on to talk about Kanye West. Well, this is a paid guy that Kanye West has never led riots, which resulted in the murder of Jews. Al Sharpton has, among other things. So that plus much more as we continue on this fine Tuesday morning. It's going to be a relatively nice day. Uh, weather-wise, also the American Transmissions talk and text line, as always, is 447-KSGF. If you download the app, you don't have to remember the number uh, because there's just a little button there. You can either call studio or text studio. Jason Rymanow. A convicted killer is scheduled to be put to death tonight in Missouri. Missouri death row inmate Kevin Johnson is scheduled to receive a lethal injection this evening. He was convicted of the murder of a suburban St. Louis police officer in 2005. He does not deny his guilt, but Johnson's attorney and a special prosecutor claim there was racial bias in his sentencing and say he wouldn't be on death row if he was white. The Missouri Supreme Court rejected that argument late yesterday and refused to block the execution. An appeal has been made to the U.S. Supreme Court. Jack Callahan, Fox News. Eight people died on Missouri roads over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. That's down from nine deaths a year ago. Two people drowned. And the landmark trial over Arkansas's ban on gender-affirming care for children has resumed. A federal judge last year temporarily blocked that law, which also would have banned doctors from referring patients elsewhere for such care. I'm Jason Rima. You're listening to Springfield's Talk 1041. And the first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Wind advisory until 1 today for most of the Ozarks. Sunny 66, mostly clear tonight down to 24. Wind chills around 15 or so. Uh, cooler or even colder tomorrow. Sunny 42, wind chill factor of 14, and then 47 on Thursday. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. 
Breitbart has an exclusive. Conservatives warn of doomsday scenario if McCarthy fails in speaker race. And and uh, the, the piece will get posted so you can read through it, but it, it, it highlights that there are a number of Republican members of Congress that are generally seen as being outside the establishment that are are saying, listen, uh, McCarthy may not be the most perfect guy in the world, but even though he's seen as establishment, uh, the alternatives aren't that great. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia is is one of those individuals. Um, Harriet Hagman, her name may not be familiar to you, but she's the one who defeated Liz Cheney in the primary, you know, big Trump gal. And and they are all urging everyone to get behind McCarthy in the face of numerous Republicans who have said that they will not support him. And essentially the way this occurs is You've got, in January, the third, the new Congress that gets sworn in. Old Congress is out. And the very first order of business is picking Speaker of the House. In fact, they can't do anything. And there's not a Speaker chosen. That it, it, nothing can get done until that occurs. To win the Speakership, candidate's got to receive a majority of votes from every voting member in the new Congress who is present and voting for a person. If every voting member is present and votes for a person, in other words, no one is voting president or abstaining. If there are no voting members that are absent, McCarthy would need 218 votes on the floor to win the speakership. Of course, you can have people abstain and so forth and, and some not there. 435 voting members in the House and the delegates from D.C. and Puerto Rico and so forth, they, they don't get a vote in this. Republicans, of course, are going to nominate McCarthy on the floor. The Democrats, they also are going to make a nomination. It's presumably going to be the House Democrat leader, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, election denier. He's slated to you know, take over the Democrat Party in the House. And then you know, you've you've got the vote, and if McCarthy gets the majority, then he's a speaker. If he doesn't, then you you just continue to vote over and over again until somebody gets the majority. Uh, and whether that is wrangling and twisting of arms, or if that is McCarthy saying, "Fine, I'm out," um, you know, we're we're gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, lobby for someone else in order to bring us together. Now, the doomsday scenario here that Breitbart writes of is the fact that you could have, let's say, Democrats decide, well, here's a Republican world, some sort of Liz Cheney-style Republican. And all they would need is a handful of Republicans, like five or six, to join them that say, yeah, yeah, we like this. Now, given that there were numerous Republicans in the House that were far left enough and, and hated Trump enough and you know, were part of the establishment so deep-rooted that they sided with Democrats on impeaching Trump. It's not a stretch 
to believe that they would also side with Democrats when it comes to choosing a Liz Cheney-type Republican. And so this is where you have some, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens and others, that are certainly not establishment, that are saying, listen, there's a reality that's here. The establishment has the majority of the Republican Party. I mean, you know, that, that's just the reality. And the almost inevitable scenario, although there are other possible outcomes, but the most likely scenario, if some of these Republicans refuse, some of the anti-establishment Republicans refuse to go ahead and join with the party and vote for McCarthy to be Speaker of the House, then you're going to have the Democrats all come together and pick a, quote, moderate Republican And, and peel off a handful of Republicans. And so the Democrats are essentially, like they do with the January 6th committee, they will be picking, they will be choosing whom it is that represents uh, the Republicans, or in that case, the Speaker of the House. Now, this is, I believe, an accurate observation. When the Marjorie Taylor Greens are saying, "Listen, I'm," yeah, you know, she's not saying this, but she, I think probably, well, I don't know that she's saying this. That you know, she doesn't necessarily like it. McCarthy may not be her preferred option, but she's also realistic at the same time. She's pragmatic and saying, "Listen, we're between a rock and a hard place here." At the same time, this is one of the reasons that Trump even was a possible nominee for the Republican Party because Republicans that are for limited government, that are for standing up for principles, that are for lower taxes, that are not part of the establishment, they're just so tired of constantly being told they are the ones who have to give in. My entire adult voting life, when there has been some Republican put forth, whether it's a Romney or a McCain, that is establishment, I've always been told, well, this is the way it is. You know, if you don't like it, then Hillary Clinton's going to get elected. If you don't like it, then Barack Obama's going to get elected. You know, you better get out there and vote. I mean, you may not like this Republican establishment candidate, but not voting for me is a vote for the Democrat. So you better just hold your nose and do it. And Republicans, many of them, again, these are the the, the folks that threw up their arms and when Trump came along said, here, finally, somebody who says I don't have to compromise my principles. Finally, somebody who says, no, just because the Democrats say that I have to feel this way or support this individual, that doesn't mean I have to, and I don't have to apologize for who I am. Somebody who came along and and was recognized as being an unrealistic expectation. I mean, everyone scoffed, said it's not possible, but showed that it was against the establishment. And, and it, it's just an exhausting, call it reality, 
that disenfranchises so many Republican voters to constantly, or at least we've gone back to this world of being told that we are the ones who must compromise because if we don't, as much as we may not like the elite Republican establishment, uh, it's better than the elite Democrat establishment. And it just gets exhausting. And it once again is this position in which even when Republicans are in control, Democrats get to call the shots in certain instances. And this is one of those examples. Well, if you don't do this, if you know the, the Democrats, I mean, it's, it's the Democrats, the Democrats. Well, the Democrats are going to do this if you do this. And, and here, even when Democrats lose power, oftentimes Republicans give them power. And I know this because I've had this discussion before when Republicans first get into power and then you have a split because you've got the establishment wing of the party that is not serving the actual individuals. And then you have that that smaller segment of the Republican Party that actually is about smaller government and, and strives in some degree to be constitutional. And because of that split, you've got the threat of, you know, Democrats having their way. And it, it, it is, it's this disenfranchisement. This is one of the problems that the Republican Party has, is it loses people. And unfortunately, instead of making moves to try to gain back those people, the establishment moves further to the left. They say, okay, well, we're losing over here, so how can we get some of these people? How can we get the, 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 the more moderate Republicans or though the, the, the Democrats that aren't quite so liberal? And so it's a slow creep to the left, which is how we end up with the tax and well, spend Republican Party. Now, Trump, of course, massively cut taxes, but, uh, of course, on a state level, we've got a Republican Party that loves raising taxes, and, and it, this is how we get here. When was the last time we had saw any meaningful cut in taxes? Now, again, I point to Trump in terms of regulations, did massive cuts in that area. The one guy that the Republican Party always said isn't really truly a Republican was the one guy that in meaningful ways did all the things that the Republican Party claimed that they were going to do every election, but once got in power, well, you got to understand we can't really do it. Well, you've got to understand the realities because, you know, we got sort of a split party here and the Democrats have certain control. Or, well, you got to understand if we do that, we're going to lose power. I recognize the reality. Yeah. The establishment, the, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, who, who's clearly not establishment, uh, it's an accurate view of what's going on here, that if every Republican doesn't get together and throw their weight behind McCarthy, then we're gonna, there's going to be a, a scenario in which quite possibly, perhaps even likely, Democrats are going to peel off a few Republicans to put a Liz Cheney-type person in there as Speaker of the House. But it is that reality that makes so many Republicans, conservatives, constitutional voters who love their country throw their hands up in the air and go, what the hell's even the point? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. And we 
are just days away from Nick's favorite things. Sponsored by Foreman Mechanical Heating and Air. This is the day where I head from one local business to another, highlighting different uh, potential ideas for Christmas gifts that are to buy person. Sometimes you just need outside eyes to, to give you an idea. Like, oh, we buy the same thing every year, same genre. And, and if you're like me, uh, I'm no help at all when I'm asked, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, eh, I don't really need anything. And and uh, and so it, it's very frustrating. We're going to uh, jump around throughout the day. Of course, we'll start doing the show at Scramblers, as we do every Friday. And then we will uh, head out with um, Corwin Ford Republic, providing transportation to head to locations like Quick Draw Gun in Monette. We're going stretching a little bit outside uh, the, the Springfield city limits this time. But uh, Quick Draw Gun, absolutely fantastic place in Monette. So well worth the drive. Uh, just for him, ABC Books, Ming Auto Beauty. We're going to have lunch at uh, Aviary down at the Farmer's Park. Great place for lunch while you're doing your shopping. And then we'll wrap up at Retro Metro for our happy hour, 4 to 6. That's this Friday. And one of you who attends will win each and every one of the items that we highlight on that day. Details at ksgf.com for Nick's favorite things. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast wind advisory until 1 today for most of the Ozarks. Otherwise, sunny high of 66, mostly clear 24 tonight. Sunny 42 tomorrow, mostly sunny Thursday 47. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Uh, there are some House Republicans who would actually be far better choices in the role. Crenshaw, Luttrell, for starters. But it'll never happen because they want someone who plays the game. This is in reference to a Breitbart piece we were covering earlier where it writes about the doomsday scenario. And that is if some of the non-establishment Republicans stick to their guns and refuse to support McCarthy, that a likely outcome or potential uh, is that Democrats would all come together and find a Liz Cheney-style Republican and get just enough uh, Republicans to uh, join them, and then Democrats would be choosing the the actual speaker. And so you have even non some non-establishment Republicans that are sending out the warning, saying, listen, well, this is what we have to do. We don't have much choice. And, and I understand that. Yeah, that's a reality. But I also understand that's part of that. That's where the Republican Party loses the enthusiasm of its base. It's told you have to settle. Because if you don't, then Democrats are going to get their way. And it's just it's so uninspiring as part of it. Instead of the message of, you know, we can do it and and we can overcome anything. And and hey, we we got by this one in a squeaker. And man, but boy, are we going to get as much out of this as we possibly can. We're already out of the gate, starting with the non some non-establishment Republicans telling the, the Republican voters, well, you, you have to settle. Uh, and it just sets a really uh, – the, the tone is deflating, and it causes a lot of – and I'll agree. I mean, I'm one of them. If I, if I did not do this and, and purposefully keep up with this on a daily basis, it's the sort of thing that I'd be like, well, here we go again, and I'd tune out. I, I would tune out. I'm like, All right, more of the same. So – I guess I'll wait till the next election rolls around and start paying attention again. And when you couple that with the early voting that is the advantage of Democrats, 
you end up with the inability of Republicans to make meaningful gains. And you and I recognize that. But again, the concern here is that the, the same people who have miscalculated the enthusiasm of its voters and miscalculated the impact of early voting and ballot harvesting are the same people who are going to be in charge of the Republican Party. All that being said, McCarthy may see the writing on the wall, and McCarthy may be somebody that actually will not disappoint. He won't be a Paul Ryan. He won't be a Boehner. He's not going to be this this massive tool that just once again disenfranchises the, the, the Republican base, but somebody that's going to get in there and there's going to be hell to pay, and he's going to be more of a Newt Gingrich-style Republican that actually gets meaningful results done. That's going to be his opportunity to, or his burden, I suppose, to prove uh, to the voters. And, and that's just going to be a matter of time to see if, if that is the way that it plays out. Uh, I wanted to also just mention this before I move on to another story. Because I, I've seen, I knew this was coming, I last week... Uh, gave a heads up that people were going to start receiving their personal property taxes and expect it to to be a an increase much higher than you probably anticipated. And that's generally how the government, of course, works. When it's the most difficult time on you, how can we add to that burden? And the way, of course, that your personal property taxes, largely we think of vehicles, cars, and trucks, and so forth, though there are other things that that, uh, you know, vans and boats and whatever else. Um, there's an assessment done. There's a, a, a mathematical formula. And it is based off the value of your vehicle. And because of the horrible economy and the supply chain crisis, because of the impact of government reaction, to COVID, the value of vehicles skyrocketed. I mean, we know this, right? Many of you have uh, uh, vehicles that were purchased from local lots, and they were sending you letters. They were calling you, wanting to buy it back, and that was because pre-owned vehicle inventory was extremely low. You could drive by, uh, and and still, to me, anyhow. Many of these these car lots don't seem nearly as full as they did pre-COVID. And supply and demand, of course, dictates that you're going to see a massive spike in, in pricing. And, and that's what we saw. So that means when they assess the value of your vehicle, it goes sky high. And so when your tax on the vehicle, the tax, the percentage that you pay stays static but the amount the the value of the vehicle from which that percentage uh is is taken goes up then you're going to be paying a lot more and so this is one of those brilliant scenarios in which the the government benefits from screwing us over because it was again government reaction to COVID that caused this massive spike in the, quote, value 
of vehicles that the government then gets a massive increase in revenue for. So it's just more money that is taken out of the private sector, more money that is taken out of our pockets at a time when when many of us as adults are having the, the worst standard of living due to economic conditions that we've ever had. Some of us as adults may have been through this before, but many of us have not. So if you haven't gotten that yet, do I mean, I'm just telling you, if you are already having a more difficult time this season budgeting for family, for Christmas, for the increase in energy bills and inflation everywhere else, it's just going to add, add to the pain, kick you while you're down. It's amazing how government manages to figure out that formula, right? Where you really get screwed when you're getting screwed. Double screw. American Transmissions, talk at text line 447-KSGF. I am Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, one custom car care, all those car care needs, big, small, everything in between. Mufflers, custom mufflers, tire rotations, filter changes, some of that stuff they can show you how to do, and they'll be more than happy to do that as well so you don't uh, have to spend money on the labor. A1 Custom Car Care. They're good folks. Three locations where I take all my vehicles have for over a decade. There is a, an independent YouTuber by the name of Matt Orfalia. He's not, he's one of these crazy people. He's not Republican. He's not Democrat. He eschews any type of label because labels are dangerous, he tells the Federalist. Quote, a lot of people identify with their politics. I just identify as a video creator. Yes, all right, cool. The Federalist notes, perhaps that's why Orfalia's videos are so effective, amassing hundreds of thousands of views, in some cases millions. So you may want to check this guy out. The filmmaker's work consists of crisply edited mashups of... Politicians and corporate media figures making complete fools of themselves. You may see where, the, where this is uh, under the heading of censorship. And let me just tell you why this caught my eye. It's amazing to listen to the White House get asked questions about China, the communist Chinese censoring, while it goes on in this country as well. I mean, really, there's no... The, the the management of it may be somewhat different, but the attitude is the same. We must stop people, we must stop citizens from putting out information that makes the state look bad, that makes the government look bad. And when I say the government, I'm talking about the Democrat Party. In China, the situation is somewhat different because the to some degree, I mean, it's the Communist Party. And so the Communist Party does the same thing that the Democrat Party does here. And, you know, freedom is dangerous. Freedom allows for dangerous ideas. And so we can't allow it to happen. And oftentimes I think we view these these press conferences, whether it's with Kirby, uh, whether it's with uh, Jean-Pierre, these spokespersons for the White House and, you know, things are going on in China right now. And, and of course, there is a lot of pushback on COVID mandates. And there's a, 
obviously a real problem with free speech, and much of that is successful because of the relationship between the establishment, Communist Party in China, and the big tech companies. They work hand in hand. And so you, you hear these stories, and it's no different here in the United States with the, when the Democrats are in charge anyhow. Other than, you know, you, you do get the few, although Elon Musk isn't, I don't think he identifies himself as a as a, a Democrat. In fact, I saw a headline over the weekend that he said he'd support DeSantis as president. But, you know, he's certainly not some establishment Republican. And look how they act when he talks about simply allowing free speech. He, he behaves, or the media behaves the same way that the media in, in communist China that works hand-in-hand hand with the Communist Party does. That's dangerous. You can't have that. It's a danger to national security. It's filled with hate. And so this story here talks about this filmmaker who, who is dealing with this exact same situation as a citizen would in communist China or in Putin's Russia, Maduro's Venezuela. I mean, that's just a reality. One such mashup shows politicians and media decrying the Wuhan lab leak theory as a baseless conspiracy, despite all the evidence pointing to the contrary. You know, again, pretty much like China. Another shows the media's hypocrisy surrounding the Hunter Biden laptop and their quest to characterize the story as Russian disinformation, which, of course, is an actual false claim. While Orfalia's videos do not explicitly criticize the politicians or talking heads they represent, that has not stopped YouTube from demonetizing certain videos it deems hostile to the establishment-backed narrative of the day. In the comment section of the Wuhan lab leak, Orfella tells viewers, quote, this video is, of course, demonetized without explanation. Follow me on Rumble. Orfala is no stranger to censorship during the 2016 election. He created a video that revealed PBS News's selective editing of an interview with then-Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein. A particular note was PBS, and this is government-funded news, taxpayer-funded news. One particular note was PBS's censoring of Stein's entire criticism of Democrat Party candidate Hillary Clinton and Clinton's support of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Now, why would they censor that? Well, because Stein they worried, would draw votes away from Hillary Clinton. And so they censored out, but again, communist Chinese-style stuff here, North Korea-style stuff here, Putin's Russia-style stuff, the government taxpayer-funded media censored out Jill Stein's criticism of Hillary Clinton. Within 24 hours of publishing this video on Facebook, it was deleted with no explanation. So here you had Facebook doing their duty the YouTuber also noted last year that he had been censored for publishing the same content as corporate media outlets as well as drawing attention to comments of a disgruntled Netflix employee. But in the wake of the 2022 midterms on YouTube's recent crackdown on election-related misinformation, Orfala has once again found himself in the popular video platform's crosshairs. And in the most recent 
was back in September, he published a montage of Democrats that or elected officials and media figures questioning the result of the 2016 election. In other words, being election deniers. He then released a second montage comparing the statements in order, you know, to illustrate the point of then President Trump questioning the 2020 election results to, most notably, Hillary Clinton doing the exact same thing. He said, I wanted to show that Trump and the Republicans are not the only ones who challenge or question the integrity of an election. It was literally just the last election cycle and people have already forgotten. YouTube immediately tried to demonetize both videos. After pressure, public notice, they reversed the demonetization of the first video after Orfala pushed back, but then just completely deleted the second video, the one that actually made the the, the more stark uh, illustration of the hypocrisy by having the side-by-side questioning of elections between Trump and, and then Democrats from 2016. And uh, it's it's this story and, and so many others. It's just constant. The, the White House yesterday was asked by a reporter about the dangers of somebody like Elon Musk allowing people to freely exchange ideas. And, and the White House, oh, yeah, we're keeping an eye on him. What country are we living in? Unfortunately, it's the United States. And almost if these silos have been created, we sit and we watch these same people talk about China and the White House, not to mention they are totally soft-stepping any criticism of the Communist Chinese Party when it comes to their crackdown. They're beating journalists in the street in the White House like, well, you know, of course we like people to peacefully protest and all, but who are we to tell them what to do? And the, the questioning and commenting about the 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 control over speech that the Communist Chinese Party has. I'm like, we got to hear. It's no different. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I forgot to mention, um, of course, you knew I had Ozark Outdoor Lighting, like so many of you do Christmas lights this year. It's the first year that I've, I've gone that route. And... Uh, my wife got home after it was done and it was dark and she was literally giddy over how incredible it looked and it just like filled her with Christmas spirit. So if you didn't have them do that uh, uh, this year, I would definitely recommend you think about it this year. And then also all of your home lighting needs. And, uh, you know, sometimes people think of security as those really ugly spotlights, but just you know, having beautiful landscaping light and the, the lighting uh, professionally washing your house uh, does just as much for security because no prowler wants to, to be uh, lit up when there are darker houses in the neighborhood. Ozark Outdoor Lighting, you can find them online at ozarkoutdoorlighting.com. News in 60 seconds.